We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I'm so boring. What's one thing you guys don't want your mom to know? Um, I probably wouldn't want my mom to know that I'm so worried about my butthole. What's up, guys? Welcome back to Don't Tell Mom. My name is Hannah Dickinson. I'm here with Skylar Corby. What's up, guys? That was gross. That was, uh, what a crack. I, I do it all day long. Just cracking my knuckles and then my ankles. Have you ever done one of those? If you ever rotate your ankles, I don't know if it's a dance thing or what, but I get some gnarly cracks out of those. And it sounds like I'm snapping in half. I sound like a glow stick. Um, I don't. I don't think I've ever Where cracked. Just no. Really? I can do my wrist on command. Oof. I don't think that's a good. My th- other one doesn't do it anymore because I had to get surgery on it. Yeah. Well, you're probably gonna have to get surgery on your other one. <laughs> you're just gonna snap it right off. <laughs> you're one like bragging. You're like subtly <laughs> bragging about your cracks, and I'm like, no, I don't. I don't know. That's called is. rheumatoid arthritis. Get ready. You're gonna be wearing double wrist guards. I can't wait. <laughs> I remember a guy hit on me at a bar, and uh, I actually don't think he was. His friends were hitting on my friends. He didn't walk over from across the bar. I'm right. I'm exaggerating. But um, his friends came over and then I watched him kind of stand behind and take off his wrist guard and throw it in his back pocket. And I was the last one left. That's kind of the real story. And uh, he's like, can I get your number? I'm like, can you put it in your phone? Is that <laughs> is that safe? Do I need to do it for you? What's your thumb action like? Cause yeah, you must do this often, <laughs> I guess. You must hit on every girl. You seem comfortable with it, so we don't have to talk about it. Good yeah. for him. I love that confidence. Yeah. I saw Kanye this weekend. I went to the Kanye listening party. How was it? You know, I went to Atlanta. So that's where it was. The Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Where he's been living. His home. And I have to say, I am impressed by his business skills because he literally filled out a stadium to listen to his album. And my tickets were $85. Like, it wasn't that expensive. Yeah. He did have performers, but it was basically... He didn't have a stage. It was just the whole arena was... Mm-hmm. every seat was it's not like he had a yeah tarp yeah, yeah. to close it off like a stage it was just in the center of the arena he had the setup on his instagram and basically it was a bed a candle a pair of shoes and a jacket mm-hmm. and weights i think you know because he's into this minimal thing yeah. where he's like being a minimalist even though his minimalism cost millions of dollars right and so he comes on the stage two hours late which was kind of annoying because it's like yeah. He doesn't have an opening DJ. You know what I mean? It was like, we're just sitting there for two hours. And he had these people with black masks on that looked like pantyhose mm-hmm. over their head and just come sit in randomly in the, it was kind of scary. Like, so these people in all black with their face covered would just come and sit in silence, like in the stadium. And then he came out on stage and 
I was like, is that Kanye? I was going to say, were you sure it was him? Like, couldn't have been so easy for him to just put like a body double out there? Yes, but by the end, he was, you know, lifted up. Um, Kim was there. So I don't think Kim would have gone to see a body double. I don't even know anymore. Yeah, but I also think he was watching the audience and how they were reacting to see how they liked each song. Mm -hmm. But the problem was the sound system was so bad and it was blasting so loud. I actually think the album's going to be good, but it was kind of hard to hear because the bass was so distracting. Mm -hmm. At one point he was doing push-ups. I was like, that is not Kanye. How was his form? It, they were great. They were oh. great. I was like, that's not Kanye. <laughs> I was like, there's no way. That's how we knew. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and then he had all these people come out in robes and they were just running around doing like what looked like TikTok dances. And so at one point, this guy in a yellow t-shirt jumps from the arena, like the sidelines, and he gets tackled. And my friend sitting next to me was like, you know, this is this song is about police brutality. And no, it was just an audience member <laughs> trying to get in on the <laughs> trying to get in on the action. Not the performance art aspect of it at all. No, he was legitimately getting um, actually getting tackled. Yeah, because it, it was like legitimate security. And so <laughs> it was like an on. I was like, I don't think it is, but <laughs> OK. Yeah. All right. Um but no, it was just a full, a fully a guy just trying to join the mosh pit. But I heard he cried. Did he cry? Not the one I was at, okay. but the one before. You know, $85 to watch this man do push-ups. I was like, he really wants to win Kim back. He's been like pumping iron. Really just giving to, Equinox a run for their money. But I do, I am impressed that Kim still went, even though, the, I guess, that's how you know she called the divorce off because yeah. she is supporting him. Like if he had called it off. Maybe oh. she would have. She's so professional that maybe she would. I feel like she is a very professional person. But. Yeah. That'd be just exhausting, though. I'd be like, I mean, I support you from afar, but I have things to do. Like, do I really have to come and wear Yeezy shit? And Her black mask was Balenciaga. And then I was like, do you think everyone who... Because he had about 200 performers just, like, circling oh. the stage. I was wondering how much each performer got paid. Or is he like, you get a free cape that says Donda on the back. Yeah. But I wonder how much you could sell that cape off eBay. I bet you could sell it for a few thousand. I mean, I don't know if this was legit, but I saw some posts where it was somebody had captured like the air in the stadium and they were trying to sell that on eBay for a couple thousand bucks. I was going to try to get a merch, a shirt to sell it on eBay, but yeah. the line was so long and the merch was so ugly. I mean, that's checks out. <laughs> so I was with two of my friends and one of them was like, what is Donda? Because Donda is his mom's name, yeah. which I didn't know. Yeah. But my friend was going to post Donda Esta Kanye because he was late. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, my other friend was like, you are a white woman and you cannot post that. She was like, oh, my God, I'm so embarrassed. I didn't know. And to be fair, I didn't know his mom's name was Donda either. But one I mean, of those a great joke. <laughs> but it was like, is that culturally inappropriate? Like she didn't mean it that way, but she yeah. was like, didn't like, know what Donda is. So she's not like, trying to make fun of someone's dead mom. <laughs> yeah. She was like, where the fuck is Kanye? We've been waiting. We paid $85. Yeah. He's two hours late. Donda is stock Kanye. And it's like, first of all, it's Donda. It's like, eh. yeah. Then you're really culturally appropriating. You're like, let me just sabotage a language. And uh, yeah, you're spelling a language wrong. You <laughs> disrespect this guy's parents. Dead, so. dead mother, actually. Just kill two birds with one <laughs> but one of the songs was uh i imagine it's called donda but it's just a woman going donda 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 for like probably two minutes of like donda 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 and it sounds like they're having an orgasm yeah. saying donda which i find very odd because that's his mother's name right i don't like that i mean it's not a guy saying it he's not saying it, but it's still odd yeah 
it was my first time going sober to it wasn't even a live music event but it was a music event with people around yeah and i was like oh shit like i need to learn how to like have confidence to dance because people were dancing oh yeah 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 but i was sober and i was like such a like a like what am i gonna do am i gonna like move my hand up and down am i gonna i feel like you're good with just like the bob this is a safe move i would never do this never use the arm never use the arm. yeah that's like that looks like um that movie eight mile yeah but the the scary movie version where they're making fun of eight mile yeah. <laughs> where dirt nasty plays eminem yes uh that that's the move or like i'm like a dad trying to like be really supportive of your white rapper son yeah exactly yeah um less is more in that situation it was the first time i was like oh my god this is so i need to i get that and i'm going to a wedding this weekend so i was like i need to get my dance moves figured out because i feel like as long as you have a thing in your hand at a wedding because my move anywhere if you look at any of the pictures from this bachelorette party i apparently just throw my hand straight up in the air but my other hand is always holding something so if you just have like a seltzer in your other hand or just water but you can throw a hand up in the air that's all people want to see you're participating you're acknowledging like we're having a great time and then that's all yeah i don't know what if you have two empty hands i don't know what to tell you i was like do i do the robot like that's why yeah it's there's too many options when you give yourself permission to move that much yeah because it was weird because his music i think will be uh fun to dance to the sound sounds like it was just a huge there was a lot happening. There was a lot happening. Like yeah. he, you could tell he was trying to see if he felt it, but there were times in the slower songs where he'd just crawl onto bed and I was like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. That's uncomfortable for me. Well, as much, I know Aziz and Zari is kind of out of here now, but yeah. did you ever hear that joke where he went to Kanye's house? Yes. And Kanye was like playing his music. Mm-hmm. I was thinking about that joke the whole time of like, Kanye just loves to watch people listen to his music yes I guess it changed a lot from the first listening party to the second listening party but but it was also so dark they turned all the lights down so I'm like how can he even tell if people are enjoying it yeah I I can't imagine he was looking out and seeing anything or seeing reactions so I'm not sure how it benefited him besides that he made whatever he rented to stay at that place he made his money back plus more oh yeah of course people rented boxes and stuff so it's like he must have made a shit ton of money just to have people listen to his album. <laughs> At one point when we were driving home to my friend, I was like, just Kanye's such an idiot. She's like, he's an idiot because he just filled out that stadium and you paid for a ticket. And I was twice. Like, yeah, exactly. He filled it out twice. And uh, I was like, yeah, I guess not. not he's just like so. Um, it's he, a level of artsy that I just will never be. And or I don't, confidence. That too. But no, mm, see, like I could have all the confidence in the world, but I would just be like, I'm just going to release this and I'm going to think you guys are going to love it. There's a certain level of artsy whatever that I'm just like, my brain just doesn't do that. And I'm never going to appreciate it the way you want me to. I can acknowledge when something's really good and I like it. But if you're asking for any other type of interpretation from me, I'm like, ooh, I'm not that cerebral. Shockingly. He probably just needed more time. It was like, I'll just... <laughs> I can fill a stadium and have people listen to my album. Like everyone knows the album is coming out because yeah. he's ha- held these two events. Yeah, it's one of those weird things where it's like you either go the Kanye route where you are announcing that you're releasing an album for literally like two months straight, or you go to the Beyonce way. Do you tell zero people and all of a sudden you just drop it one day and it's still a very big fucking deal? Honestly, until Spotify is like gives me a notification, I truly I'm never going to remember. Yeah. Like I love Tovlo and she has a song coming out, I think. 
but I, I couldn't tell you when. I'll just know when Spotify lets me yeah, know. Yeah, when it announces it. I'm like, oh, good. Thanks. thanks. Well, that's why with this fucking podcast, I, my friend works at Spotify. I'm like, can you promote us? And she's like, we have our own podcast. Like, I don't know. I was like, can you get me in touch? She's like, no, Hannah. I had a client that worked at Spotify, but I didn't match him successfully yet. Well, do you want to match him with me? You wouldn't like him. Okay. Well, this is not, hopefully he's not listening to this. So yeah, please leave a uh, review on Apple Podcasts because, you know, there are days when I, you know, I've tried to cancel this podcast once, Skylar, when I was going through my mental breakdown pre-rehab and I was like, is this a waste of time? And then, you know, I had some DMs being like, where's the podcast? And I was like, it's for the five people out there. We do have enough listeners where I'm like, this is fun and I'm enjoying it. But, you know, it would be nice to be making money off of it for sure. Yeah, it'd be kind of nice. But I just don't know how to really, you know, get it out there. I have zero idea how to do that. Because it's definitely... Well, you pick the two best people to be like, you know, it'd be cool money and then just kind of letting that dream float out and <laughs> not happening not happening but I, then i try to listen to like call her daddy and i try to listen to a certain podcast i'm not going to say what they are because they're popular podcasts that i would love to be on so i'm not going to say but i listen to their podcast and i'm like okay they're talking about fucking nothing too so yeah. i don't know yeah it's just luck of the draw yeah i mean i am getting that usc settlement money maybe i'll put some into promo oh there we go i told fawn or booker who took some time off i think she just quit i think she gave up um <laughs> respect that fawn if you're out there come back to the <laughs> podcast i was like should i pay for promo she's like you should probably work on the video first i was like fair enough fair enough fun all right that's uh and we got a plan yeah um but yeah you were at a bachelorette party this weekend i was a girl did cry, but that's kind of expected. One girl? How many were there? Girl? 14 or 15 girls. One, One out of 15? One girl cried. That's like a record. It that's was amazing. amazing. Yeah. Two drinks in. Crying is contagious, dude. I know. I mean, zero drinks in, I could cry. Oh, uh, yeah. Based off someone else's tears. Like somebody tells me they miss me. I'm like, I give me three more drinks and I probably miss you a lot. I mean, one out of 15. That's... It was awesome. Admirable. Yeah. But we kept it low key. Like we had... A hibachi guy come to the house and basically Benihana the shit out of it. How much was that? It's like a hundred bucks per person. Oh, that's nothing. It was awesome. That was he your version of a stripper? Pretty much. A hibachi guy? Hibachi what about guy? a hibachi stripper, dude? All the oil involved. Yeah, it would be dangerous, but Super that would make dangerous. it so fucking good. I mean, yeah. Bring Coming out of the grill, if there had been like a stripper pole and the whole thing was just like, just don't touch it. Imagine a hibachi guy naked. That would take an extra I mean, what's he level. flipping the shrimp into your mouth off of? It's not coming off of a spatula, I'll tell you that. Some bachelorette parties do coke off a man's dick. Not you us. get a shrimp flicked in your mouth. I want a little mouth. more yum yum sauce, and I mean that in the non-sexual way. So yeah, it was great. It was a lot of fun. I got thanked a lot this week, and everyone's like, you just handle things so well. I'm like, no, you read my emails where I was just telling you facts about things that have gone wrong and I've fixed. <laughs> you read my threats in bold. Yeah, you didn't see me like losing my fucking mind in my apartment by myself when I got the email a week before we were leaving for this bachelorette that our Airbnb canceled and I had to find us a new one. They just got the email that's like, hey, change of address. See you all at the new place. It's so what happened away. to the first address? So the guy emailed me. And he has like a co-host for the house. So it's like this big historic mansion in Florida. And I guess his co-host like decided to block the reservation. And here's the thing. Like I'm good with customer service. Like I can play that game for a little bit. 
So he emails me and immediately got uh, immediately I go into empathetic mode where I'm like, oh, man, like that sucks because I'm assuming he got fucked over, too. But then, of course, I have to ask. I'm like, did you know that this was going to happen? And if it had been a surprise that he just found out that day, nothing he can do. Not a big deal. No, this fucker knew we booked this house in April and he knew the whole time that we were probably going to get blocked from staying in it. He just decided not to let us know until the 11th hour. So then I went off on him. I called him a disgrace to property owners everywhere. What? Do you know why you were blocked? My theory is that the co-host lives in the house or what is living in the house and has no intention of leaving. So the other, like the guy I was communicating with was trying to get him out before we were showing up and he just couldn't or the guy was refusing to leave. So then he's like, well, I have to tell these girls like I have to cancel their reservation. Um but I just went off on him. I'm like, this is fucking ridiculous. So I was also saying, I'm like, I need to book a new place when it's middle of the fucking summer. And I can't book a new place until I get the refund from this one. So he's like, yeah, yeah, I will. I'm like, no, you need to do it now. He's like, I'm going to. <laughs> like, this is when I got a little crazy, the bitch of the week, when I'm like, no, I expect you to do it right now. And then I need confirmation that you t- spoke to customer service because I'm not doing it. And he goes, you really need to lay off. Like, I'm doing my best. So I might have made him cry, which I'm not sorry for. But you know what the thing is, is like, you're like, oh, I'm a Karen for doing that, right? Like, yes. oh, I'm a Karen if I go off on this guy. But at the end of the day, that's just shitty customer service. Yes. He waited to the last minute. He's screwing you over. You can't guarantee because he waited the last minute, he's going to refund you like he says. You can't trust his word anymore. Right. So you kind of have to go off on him. You have him. to be a bitch. But I also have a rule when I have a freak out. I'm like, I have 10 minutes to be as upset as I need to be. So in that 10 minutes is obviously when I was responding to this man. I just think like Airbnb, Uber, Lyft, all these fucking companies, they're a great alternative to corporations because it's like corporations are terrible. But, you know, I had an Airbnb when I was going to L.A. for my birthday party Mm -hmm. and, you know, I got attacked And so I tried calling my host and she wouldn't answer. She ignored my calls. And I was like, can you please call me? Like I have an emergency. She goes at work, can't talk. And I was like, I would prefer to talk about this over the phone because it was too late to cancel. I wouldn't have gotten any of my money back. And so she's like, you can, whatever you have to say, you can say over this chat. So I messaged her that I was, I was like, I was, let me, I am this to you. Yeah. I literally had to, I am this woman being like, I was raped. I am going to a treatment center. Can I please get a refund? She said, no, Airbnb will not allow it. So I call Airbnb and they're like, oh, you know, if the host cancels, it's they get all these penalties. They can get penalties and lower their stars or whatever. So we'll contact her and let her know that there will be no penalties for her if she just refunds you everything. The guy at Airbnb calls me back and he goes, you know, I'm pretty appalled by this woman, but she said she doesn't want to refund you. I was like, are you, what? And he was like, I know, this is like pretty upsetting on on, on behalf of Airbnb. We apologize. I'm going to talk to my manager. So then I got connected to the supervisor and the supervisor was like, you know, this is very awkward, but can we see the police report? So I have to send my report. I send the police report. I send my hospital report and Airbnb refunded me the money. This woman did not. Good God. And, and I, I was telling my friend about it and she's like, in what scenario has a corporation ever been like, you know what, we're going to do the right thing here? First of all, it's and it's also it was also a woman who yeah. ran the house. You know, do you need the money that bad? Do you need $2,000 that bad where someone was like, I was brutally attacked. Yeah. I have to go to a treatment center. Can I please get my money back? And you're like, no. Oh, that really puts me out, though. Yeah. I, I wrote her back and I was like, 
your karma will be very interesting. That's polite of you. <laughs> I was I was furious, but I was also oh, I just oh like, yeah. I mean, I mean, at the time, you're also like, I'm kind of dealing with a lot right now. Like, I'm yeah. not gonna waste this on you, you fucking whole bag of a bitch. But at this point, like, I had already been kidnapped and assaulted, yeah. so it was kind of like. Yeah, the world's just, like, a really bad place. Yeah. <laughs> like, I was, like, not really that surprised, but pretty unbelievable. Yeah, also, horrible I, human being. I was, like, I'm so happy I didn't go to her house. I was, like, this woman probably has, like, fucking poison on her glasses oh, or yeah. something. She just dips everything in, like, cyanide. Unless it's a big group, Airbnb is not worth it. Yeah, like, I the agree. fees and shit is, like, what fee, what fee is this? It'll be, like, it shows on the thing. It's, like, $150 a night. You're, like, all right, sick. And then for two nights... It's All of a sudden, thousand it's a thousand dollars. I'm like, no. It's like taxes fee. Yeah, why? Why are you taxing me specifically? Like, and then it has a little eye, so you can click like, what is this? This mm-hmm. info, and it's like, these are fees, and it's like, oh, thank oh, you for clearing oh, that it. up. Yeah, oh, got it. Mind. You know, it's like management's so annoying, and then it's like, oh, you know what's annoying? It's not management. It's people. Human people beings. are fucking annoying. Human beings kind of suck. And at least with management, they are getting paid. That is their job. Whereas an Airbnb, that you are paying them for their space. Yeah. You know, everyone's like, oh, now you just do it yourself. Like now everyone's on social media. Now everyone can just rent out their house. And like we cut out the middleman. But that middleman is actually kind of kind of love the middleman. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming back around to the middleman. Yeah, I like that there's a man you can complain to. Yes. And I like an HR department. I like that you can say, hey, look, this toilet is overflowing. And they can be like, oh, we'll move rooms like it's like, we'll get that taken care of. And why don't you come into this suite instead of it? I wasn't even asking for that. I really just wanted you to plunge the toilet for me. But OK. I know I had an, I stayed in Airbnb last when I was in L.A. last summer. I stayed there for a month and it was like a pool house. And he was like, we're upgrading you to the bottom suite. It's bigger. No, he just had a guest that extended their stay. Mm-hmm. And I had cockroaches and sprickets all over the fucking Ugh. place. I kept telling him, I was like, you have an insect problem. Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't you live in New York? cockroaches happen like I was being a brat that I was paying this man a lot of money to have cockroach I was like no actually I don't have cockroaches in my New York apartment because in that apartment I didn't (laughs) you know and also it's like that's your response like in a hotel you're like I have a cockroach they're like I will move your room like I'm so sorry even if they're not like the thing with customer services I think if you've worked in any service industry of any kind you kind of know when someone is playing the game towards you and you can almost play it back. Like I appreciate the person that's like, I am so sorry, Miss Corby, that is unacceptable. And we will get that taken care of right away. I'm so sorry that just for all the inconvenience. And in my head, I'm like, it wasn't that inconvenient, but I appreciate you overdoing it because now I feel better. You feel better. We all did what we were supposed to do here. When it's the Airbnb host, that's just like, well, I don't know what to fucking tell you. I'm like, okay, well you want to play that game? Cause now I will. Yeah. It's like a person to person argument. Well, cause so I left a week early from that. Cause I, I was like, so. and I wasn't going to say anything. I, I was packing up my stuff and he called caught me leaving with my suitcase and he's like you're leaving and I was like I told you that you have an insect problem and like I'm just uncomfortable and he was like okay we'll refund you a thousand dollars so if you don't give us a bad review because if you write that you have but we have bugs like we're not gonna get cuss I'm like yeah so you need I was like okay like I'll take the thousand dollars and I won't write a review but you have to get this fixed yes I don't leave a review to ruin business I leave a review because when other people are buying it you want to be like I base everything off of the reviews. Like, I never look at five stars if there are other options. I always look at the The threes and the twos. Yes, exactly. Sometimes the ones if I'm like... But the ones sometimes are the people that are just vindictive. The threes and the twos, I'm like, you thought about this. 
Exactly. Like our podcast has a four star review. It's like, who the fuck did that? Who the fuck is giving us a four? And not even saying why. Yeah. And I know I edit it. I know it's the fucking production value. Maybe it's the content. Fuck you. Tell us what it is so we can fix it. Yeah. After our last podcast of giving people advice being dr ruth yeah no one has no one has uh messaged me they didn't love it (laughs) no one loved the advice didn't get anything out of that that's so weird i didn't see that happening well actually this guy messaged me that he said that was his favorite episode because he really likes what we had to say but um see i would actually like to hear more from guys and giving that advice because i think those are the ones that are never asking for it girls ask for advice all the time yeah and Skylar you work in this industry I do so she knows she actually can help you and I know I, things I can't help you for shit clearly I'm so single but and um, you're getting it for free yeah free advice Skylar's literal job is to help people make dating profiles and help people on dates so I know what you're doing to fuck things up because I hear about it every single day DM me with your questions. Hans Dickey. I don't really go on the Don't Tell Mom Instagram. I, I need to be up on that. It's I'll hard get to on run. That it's, one. Yeah, it's hard to run two Instagrams, especially one that's like no one really. I'll start fielding the DMs on the Don't Tell Mom one. So message me on Twitter. I've looked through all my messages. And if you've messaged me before and you're like, then why haven't you responded? It's because I don't respond to like, hey, what's up? Like, make it here's my dick. You know, like have a s- actual question. Um, but. I watched this OnlyFans doc. I do want to watch that. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it's on Peacock. It's an hour special about OnlyFans. But it's the fact that the amount... (laughs) I wouldn't make an OnlyFans just because I... Also, it would just be embarrassing if I made an OnlyFans and like it had the numbers that this podcast does. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like, at least you can be like, well, it's an oversaturated market. Like, whatever. I'm talking about nothing. But it's like if I'm putting my titties out there... And I'm getting... Then it's a personal attack. It's a personal attack. Yeah. It's like, that's not even covering my rent. You know, that would just be a hard pill to swallow. That's like maybe a light haul at Trader Joe's. Yeah. It's like, I'm not even... I'm not not even even upgrading. I'm not even going to Whole Foods. I'm still at TJ's. That's how bad my OnlyFans is doing. The thing is, when people are like, 20% off my OnlyFans, I'm like, ooh, not doing well, huh? That's rough. But it did make me... When I saw... When I was watching it and the seeing how much people make on OnlyFans is like insane there's a porn star who said she makes fifteen thousand dollars a month and she's 36 and she said she moved out to LA six years ago to start stand-up and I was like I knew I recognized her no way because I I was in LA doing stand-up and I I think she started stand-up when I started yeah like when I was new she was starting yeah like people joke like if you can't make it as a female stand up you become a porn star which there's nothing wrong with being a porn star obviously you make way better <laughs> clearly she's killing it so <laughs> yeah like, she's we have some questions i mean they interviewed at her her at her house and she's doing very well but yeah. um it's it was just interesting to see we had this conversation at the bachelorette party because i think someone was like if you were to start an only fans what would it be and i was just i did the same thing i'm like there's nothing here that is gonna blow anyone away like i can't do feet pics because they're dancer feet like no one wants to see these yeah like there's no shame in people who do it and they make a lot of money and it's great but you know i'm in stand-up because my confidence no one gets no one becomes a female no one becomes a stand-up i'm not even gonna make it a gender thing you don't go into stand-up because you love the way you look right so i don't have the confidence to be like look at these titties i wouldn't be able to take myself seriously i wouldn't be able to take myself seriously i couldn't even dance sober at a kanye concert with my clothes on in the dark (laughs) yeah there were no lights on i can't dance in front of a fucking ring light it's i mean props but 
yeah, now we're too late. Yeah. Like we really needed to start doing this last April. Yeah, it's too late for me. I went to rehab and I'm sober. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah there's no way it's happening now. Yeah. Okay. Well, our guest today, very funny comedian. She's on Wild and Out. She has 70,000 followers on Instagram. And I only emphasize that because she's still on the podcast. And I was like, damn, Maddie. I mean, I knew she was doing well, but I was like, 70K? Whew. She's killing it. Killing it. Um, Very, very funny. Maddie Smith. Yeah. Were you just in Nashville? Yeah, I was there um, Sunday through Wednesday of last week. Doing shows. Yeah, I filmed like a set. I did like Sirius XM tracks and then then just the video just for me. Yeah, I saw that you got some blue boots and uh, blue boots um, partied. Um, it was interesting. Actually, my my crazy bitch story is about a moment at in Nashville. We can start with that. Let's get right into that. I don't think it's crazy enough, but this is the craziest thing of the last week, I guess. I feel like Nashville is crazy. Like I went there for New Year's this year and a bachelor party bus was like, get on the bus. And I was so tempted, but it was still like in the heat of COVID. And I was like, I'm meeting a friend. This feels irresponsible. And I immediately regretted it when I was like, no, 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 thanks. But it did feel like even in January, there was no one cared at all. Yeah. No one cared. When I was there, there was, I didn't see a mask and we would walk in places with masks on and people would look at us like, why are you yucking my yum? So it was pretty weird, but I kind of, I was only there for a few days. So I kind of want to go back for like a week and just like party hard. I feel like Nashville is a Southern Vegas. You can't really do a week. Three days is like, okay. Totally. But I couldn't like, we were like filming content and stuff. So I couldn't. And the day after I finished my filming, we, we left. So I couldn't like party hard. Yeah. I would go back and probably do it all how you're supposed to. Wait. So who's your crazy bitch of the week in Nashville? Is me. I didn't, are we supposed to do, oh, was this supposed to be about someone else? No, it can be anyone. It can be yourself. Oh, I feel like it's not crazy enough though, but I can tell you guys. Well, let's hear it. Yeah. We'll We'll decide. Yeah. We'll be the crazy. I feel like I'm not cool enough for this podcast, but I'm not crazy. I'm not crazy. No, I am crazy, but I'm not crazy. Taylor Tomlinson was like, I feel like you're trying to make me sound wild and I'm not. And I'm like, I'm not trying to make anyone sound anything. No, not at all. I just feel like I'm boring. My crazy was just like, I filmed two sets at Zany's and the, it was like a Monday and Tuesday. And I don't know about you guys, but I feel very comfortable doing comedy in New York City. So yeah. like leading up to Zany's, I was like, ooh, I'm, I'm getting in my element. I'm like crushing it. I was crushing every set. I've been doing really well. I'm like, bing, bang, boom. People have been coming to me after shows saying like, you, you were blah, blah. You know, the white women, you were like, spoke to me in ways I was dying with every literally everything you said and you're like I'm gonna be set for zanies and then the first night I was a little bit humbled it wasn't a bad set but it was like the way I meandered on stage didn't fly in some of the ways everything landed but some of the ways that I kind of like riff and do crowd work didn't land so it kind of put me in this element of like oh man did I make the wrong decision coming here and then my manager and Sirius XM were like, don't do any crowd work the second night because we need to get the tracks out. And so that kind of put me in a weird place. And then lo and behold, the second night was like the tightest crowd in the fucking world. And I couldn't do any crowd work. And, you know, like the easiest way to like get people to open up is just like a little bit of crowd work. But I was like, I don't want to mess with these professionals requests so I had to do a set and I'm not used to it like Hannah see me do comedy like I don't I'm not very good at like getting right into it so I had to do this like robotic set 
And like the whole time I was on stage, I was like interiorly having kind of a panic attack. And then like, I got to say, it wasn't bad. Again, the second night, it was just like a super tight crowd. And I think like my whole expectations for the whole summer was that like zanies would be like murderous and it would be like my shining peak. And I think in that night, I realized like everything that you do that is supposed to be like a moment in your career is like more work. I thought it was going to be more fun than work. And so I got off stage and like went through the green room and Stuart was like, oh my God, that was so good. I was like, Stuart, shut up. Don't even lie to my face right now. I was like, <laughs> so dramatic. The tears were bubbling up in my eyes. And I was like, this is why I don't leave New York because New York is where I all these things. Like why am I in the South? Like all these fucking things. Like on this, there's pe other people on the show who are outside as I'm like, doing, like talking like a crazy person. I'm talking like an insane person. Yeah, but I've been there. I feel like if you're a comic, you've been there. And then it's you're embarrassed after because you're like, not only did I not do that well, I acted insane afterwards in front of comics. But the everyone acting insane that. part is the, the worst part. Because, you know, when you are on a show with like someone big and the crowd is tight, but they like pass and but then they get off and they're like, fuck, fuck. And you're like, I don't want to be like that. And that's what I ended up being like, just like, I came all the way here to film and Stuart's like looking at me I'm like this is why no one understands that I'm supposed to be doing crowd work like literally the tears are bubbling up she's trying to go on stage in 10 minutes so I'm like ruining her vibe too <laughs> so then I walked three blocks away called Andrew he didn't pick up I texted him call me now called him three more times I'm so dramatic Andrew's like hey he's like gaming he's like hold on guys I gotta pick this up I'm like, it didn't go well I'm, I hit it here literally excuse and then I cried it out with Andrew then I walked back to see my manager and he was like, that was great. And I had to have a whole thing with him. I was like, you're going to drop me, aren't you? And now everyone knows how anxious I am. I feel like I play it off really cool and no one knows how anxious I am. And now everyone knows and the veil is lifted, you know? Yeah, but you're a comedian, so no one thinks you're chill. Yes. I think that's normal. Like hearing you say that, I know. I can imagine how you acted because I've acted that way as well. But there's this weird pressure. Like when I filmed my half hour for epics, first of all, it was for epics. So who cares? But yeah, but still, I, did you feel the same? Like, well, like I was bombing a lot of my okay. shit like, bombed, but the rest of the taping, I said like a lot because I started to get more nervous. Yes. And they edited it anyway. And they added last anyway. And the way they cut it doesn't matter. So oh, I just no. wish I had gone in with that confidence of like, you can eat shit and they will edit it fine. I wish I went in with that as well. But you know what? The only info I got was other comics being like, oh, that's the hottest club in the country. So I was like, I won't even, I don't even like, why would I even need to juice it up? Because I'm gonna like murder. And we all, it always backfires when we go in on stage thinking we're gonna murder. And I know this because I know I always have to go up with minimal expectations, even when the crowd is fire. And I think that's what messed me is going in envisioning yourself murdering when I should have been like I'm gonna deliver and see what happens I mean it's just we're not new at stand-up but we're new of like taping and getting yeah. and recording so even though the pressure is still low there is a new level of pressure but it is good to have that feeling of I think it's good to feel that mm -hmm. okay so you guys don't think I, I knew my crazy bitch story wasn't good enough no I just I I know the feeling of feel it being crazy and it's embarrassing yeah. to be like, I overreacted at myself and now yes. comics think I'm insane, but I've never my manager. Yeah. But not really. They've seen it. My manager got me a five minute spot at Gotham on finesse Mitchell show. 
Okay. And I went up after the host and the feature mm-hmm. and they destroyed, destroyed. Mm-hmm. And I bombed for five minutes. Oh my gosh. So hard to the yeah. point where I go, Rick, I'm bombing up here. Why would you put me on this show? in the middle of my set, oh my, my manager's in the back. And that started to get a laugh. I was like, why am I up here? Oh my gosh. And then like afterwards, my manager met me outside and I was like, I'm not doing JFL. I can't do right. JFL. And he's like, why are you crying? And people yes. from the show are walking out. And I'm like, I hate stand up. And he was like, this is embarrassing. And I walked to Hooters in Times Square alone. Oh and I had three tequila sodas. And it was very um, embarrassing. Embarrassing. I really think also like male managers are not used to women. We're so new to comedy. And so most of them have mostly guy clients. So I think they're not used to people crying. If I'm going to be honest. Yeah, but my I- manager too was like, we need to walk away from the audience that's coming out right now. Yeah, but also I brought that story up to my manager two months ago and he didn't remember. He was like, what? Really? what are you talking about? Yeah. And I was like, remember when I cried? He was like, I yeah. don't remember. He was like, people get upset about sets all the time. And he was like, we got the set the first night. And in my head, I was like, I sucked the first night because people kept being like, stop doing crowd work. And in my head, I was like, oh, I failed them as a, even though it was just for Sirius XM, they had to get the tracks on record without any sort of like setup. That's like, does anyone here have student loans? Instead of me being like, I have student, you know what I mean? Like setting up the joke in a way that doesn't require the crowd to respond. I mean, I've been doing that. I used to do that too, where I was like, does anyone here have friends? You know, yes. I used to start out all my bits like that, but right yeah. now I'm thinking about rehab and herpes. So I'm like, who's been to rehab? And I'm right. like, no. And I'm like, who has herpes? And everyone's like, I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> Literally not going to own up to that. No, totally. So I need to get away from like, that. Yeah. Stop doing that. And it's hard because I'm like, all right, I have herpes. And everyone's like, oh my God, what the right. fuck? We're going in. <laughs> we want to know we're relatable before we even say the joke. And then it just wastes time because you don't know what they're going to, especially in the, maybe in New York, I can banter really quickly because you're ready for whatever people say. But in Nashville, they were giving me weird answers and they're just not used to crowd work here because it's such like a club where they go to see like Theo Vaughn every night who doesn't do that stuff. Like Nate Bargassi just going up and delivering and they're not used to someone being like, hey, well, yeah. yeah, maybe. In conclusion, it wasn't bad at all. Literally the next day I was like, oh, oh shit, that landed, that landed, that did great, that did great. Everything, it's just like, we're so hard on ourselves. And then also the emotional buildup of the whole summer waiting to film these. I think it's just the crazy part is uh, caring so much, but yeah. I get that because I do too. Yeah. I'm like, oh, my Epic set. I said like so much. Right. And everyone's like, what is Epics? <laughs> and then they, they edit, they slim it down. I mean, how many takes do they do for a TV show? You know, yeah. how, yeah. Many, how many times, even reality TV, they're like, let's film this part again. No, totally. You know? So it's all fucking fake and stand up is no different. I know. And I'm on Wild and Out. I should have known that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I guess you're crazy bitches in that fucking crazy, Maddie. I know. My apologies. Conclusion. In conclusion. The only, I guess the bitch. only other crazy bitch is I've been um, eating a lot of food lately. So my tits are really swollen. You know, I have to say, Maddie, you always post about eating food, but you are so thin. I know you. It looks, Hannah, if you, I, we haven't seen each other in person in a while. You, you would say, oh, she is, she is a little thicker. Okay, but you posted, I'm throw that you posted a photo of you when you first moved to New York, when you were- I was thick then with like three C's, yeah. What year did you move to New York? How many years ago was that? 2015, I moved here six years ago. And you lost how, how much, do you mind me asking? 
I was like 210 then. And I want to say I'm like 140 now, although I might be bordering 150. Depends on the salt intake <laughs> of the day. I mean, I stopped weighing myself because it was getting to be a problem. Yeah. The scale definitely, um, I used to weigh myself three times a day. And then she's crazy. Yeah. It would be like weigh myself in the morning and then exercise and then be a little thinner. And then like you take a shit and you're like, oh shit. I'm even skinnier. And then at the end of the day, I weigh myself just to see like what to expect for the morning. Yeah. And that's when you're like, okay, I'm, I'm kind of losing my mind. I'm turning into the mad hatter over here. Well, in rehab, we had to weigh ourselves yeah. every week to make sure that we weren't losing weight. They made every woman weigh themselves because they were worried we all had eating disorders because we were a woman in rehab. Yeah. And yeah. it would be like, okay, get on the scale backwards. And she would literally cover it with her body, write oh it gosh. down and then cover it up with a piece of paper and be like, okay, now you can get off. Wow. So yeah. Cause they know no it's, idea. Yeah. It's triggering. When a woman weighs herself, it's such a trigger. And even for guys, one guy was like a bodybuilder and he's like, I need to make sure I'm not losing because he was there for alcohol. And he's like, I need to make sure I'm not losing weight. So he had to get pre-approved by like a doctor so that he could weigh himself. So that's how triggering weight. A little, a little doctor's note. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. The weight, the weight is very, 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 very triggering. Early quarantine, it was a great way for me to like take control because everything got pulled out from under us. So like quarantine, like March to like December of this past year, I was like full on protein bar for lunch vibes. I actually look pretty good, but I think I went to bed one night and I was like, this is, I'm, I'm too old for this. And I have a boyfriend and I'm very empty inside. When I had a boyfriend, I gained five pounds because I was like, yeah. we're having so much fun. I yeah, feel so much fun. He's going to bang you no matter what. Then- Not necessarily for me, <laughs> actually. That was Oh, the- oh <laughs> my boyfriend's 36. You know, like it's over. He's, He's 36? Gonna- yeah. He doesn't like when I tell people that, but he is 36. Yeah. He's wow. Old. Okay. So then when you moved to New York, when did you decide you were like, I'm going to lose weight? What made you even want to lose weight? I had been like, okay, so in college, that's when I gained all this weight because I wasn't always like a chunky monkey. It was like in college, I did the like run five miles a day and eat 1200 calories. Trigger warning. Probably should have put a trigger warning. I know some people like trigger warnings for weights and calorie counts, but I think your followers are fine. But in college, I did that. So I, I lost a ton of weight. I was like 120 in college. I'm talking about I looked good last year. I looked fire this year. Literally, dudes would like talk to me and no one ever talked to me. Dudes were like nagging me, like frat guys. I was like, what about it? It only lasted for three months. And then I- you're Like, what up, skinny bitch? And you're like, okay. <laughs> I love this. It's actually insane how shallow men are. It was like a sociological, ex- anthropological experiment because- the minute I was like under 130, men were like flocking to me. And I, I didn't really change what I wore. I definitely wore more spaghetti straps because my arms looked super good. I get that. Yeah. Hannah's wearing a spaghetti strap right now. I mean, I went to rehab and I lost weight. So yes. So, you know, you got to you got to let the backbone show. You got to let the shoulder blades out. I mean, it's like, you know, if I went to rehab, I'm going to wear the spaghetti straps until yes. the weight comes back. And I'm telling you, after I get off this podcast, I'm going to Google how to go to rehab because (laughs) this is the weight loss strategy that I need. But uh, so I gained all this weight because it wasn't sustainable. When you try to like lose all that weight, it just usually it comes back. And I also am like an emotional eater. So I gained, I went up to like 200 pounds within like a few months, which was horrifying. And uh, then the men stopped talking to me. And then, so after college, I was like this heavy person and I kept trying to lose weight. I kept trying to lose weight and nothing worked. And then finally I just moved to New York 
and just kind of like passively started walking more, drank less beer. I was doing comedy. So I was like kind of binge eating less. And I also got on Wellbutrin, which you lose your appetite. I was like, that was the first time in my life I didn't have an appetite. I would like eat one bite and be like, I'm full, which was like total crazy. I would say it's the walking. It was the Wellbutrin. I think that kickstarted that. It's um, because, medication. Yeah. And then like after that, like my appetite has been so fucking weird. So that was the big thing. Then I joined Equinox, did a lot of spin classes. And then I think that's when we got down near where I am now. Getting off drinking beer, walking more, and then also kind of like stopping binging by just like eating three meals a day. Yeah, I gained a lot of weight after college. It's like the freshman 15 of life. It really is. Because you don't expect to gain weight, but you're in a transition. Like you are the first year of college. Yeah. I can drink every night because I don't have finals. Yeah. And it's also like very at risk for depression because for four years in college, they're like, you're going to own the world. And then you get out and you're just like working at an entry level job in a shitty city. And you're like, "Uh, I thought I was supposed to be like the next big thing, making a hundred K a year. And it's a very depressive state from age like 23 to 27, I feel like. Yeah, those are yeah. the hardest years, I would argue. I agree. You're supposed to feel like an adult and you're supposed to feel like you have it worked out. And then yeah. I'm not making a lot of money. Yeah. I'm lonely. I, I don't definitely have don't friends. feel smart. And then starting comedy is humbling. We were like, I got so long, much longer to go. Yeah, I started comedy my senior year, but like really started the year after. Mm-hmm. And this comic who no longer does comedy, by the way, he's like, didn't you go to USC? And I was like, yeah. He's like, so why are you doing comedy? And there are moments where I still think that sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Me literally too. Every, and the further I get in comedy, the further I can't get out because there's so much stuff on the internet. With every year, I'm like, I can't, I'm even more less likely to get an office job after this. The PTA would go crazy if they Googled my name. They would lose their shit. Although I do have a cast member on Wild and Out. Her name's Mimi and she just moved to the suburbs and she does OnlyFans and she does people's nails. And uh, she said the the moms give her weird looks. Does she have kids? Yeah, she has kids. That was supposed to end on a more optimistic note, but yeah. (laughs) I just watched the documentary on OnlyFans. Oh, what's it called? Um, it's on Peacock, so I believe it's an NBC. It's an okay. hour, which is special. Nikki Glazer's like a comedian who talks about it. She's in everything. She's yeah, literally on everything. Place. It's so crazy. I want her job. I want everything. Yeah. Like F-Boy Island? F-Boy yeah. Island and what else? She was hosting something else the too. The Movie Awards. The Movie Awards, the roast stuff. She's I don't know. She's killing it, but she's also been doing comedy a long time. I always look at age with comedians. I'm always like, how old are they? And not that yeah. I mean, she's 36, which isn't old by any means, but it's seven, like in seven years, it's like, okay, hopefully I'll yeah, have some. A lot can happen. In seven. Yeah. Think of Actually, a lot can happen in seven years because she did start when she was 19, but I also feel like a lot can happen. I feel like once you get past your first five years with each year, you're, you get even more chunks of stuff. You build that foundation. Yeah. I always think like by 35, I want to be set Oh. And I want to be able to. You're frozen a little bit. You guys froze literally when I said by 35, I want to be set and have a baby. And you froze. And I was like, oh my God, was that shocking? Was that the crazy girl story I should have shared? You know what's crazy today? I was on my a flight back from Atlanta. I said by 35, I want to have a career that I'm like proud of and have yes. a exactly at least you live with your boyfriend. I don't even have a boyfriend. A lot can change in seven, six, five years. Thank you for not knowing my age. I appreciate oh, it. I said seven. I was like, you know what? How old are you? Are you 30? I'm 29. 
Oh, I'm 29 too. Yeah. But I tell people I'm 28. So that's smart. Wait, but back to the OnlyFans thing. Would you ever have yes. an OnlyFans? No, I think that's no, no, no. I don't think so. Not even like a feet pick one? No, I don't think so. I'm very, I'm more private than I think. The doc on OnlyFans basically said that they're trying to make it less of a nude app and more of a, mm. basically like a Patreon where you do extra content. So they don't want it to be just a nude app. So that's why yeah. Donald Rollins. Donald, yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald um, Rollins. Yeah. They, he has one because they reached out to him to really? on it. I know there's a couple of comics who do it. I totally respect them. You do you. But ultimately, I think someone on Wild and Out, I think it might have been Justina. She was like, I won't because networks look at you a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. She said it messes with like brand deals and stuff. I guess I could see that. I could see that too. Yeah, she said it, it messes kind of with your image. No shame to those who do it. But ultimately, I'm trying to be on more TV and stuff like that. Well, I was watching Versailles on Netflix. Have you either of you seen that? Mm-mm. I think I've seen a little bit of it. It's about um, King Louis and... Yeah, uh, pre-revolution. Yes. And he had all these mistresses. Yeah. And so all these actresses, like, basically fuck him, but they're topless. You can totally see they're from their waist up. Mm-hmm. And my friend was like, would you ever do that? Would you ever do a part where you're just kind of a mistress and you're having sex? Mm-hmm. And I don't think I would. Because I don't think it's enough of a credit to be like, she was on Versailles. And then it's like, oh, what part was she? She was having sex. I think I would show my boobs, but I'd have to be a pretty, I'd have to be your part. Yeah. I'd have to get a SAG card at least. Yeah. (laughs) I would need a SAG card and health insurance to show my boobs. Otherwise, I don't know. I do know someone who used to work at, no, she still works there at New York Comedy Club. One of the bartenders, she was in the get down. Mm-hmm. one of the first episodes where she had her boobs out and did I watch the show just for that yes there you go was it pretty nice she had nice a nice rack me personally I don't think so maybe if they paid 200k I think 200k would be my baseline really uh, I would do it for less than 200k I gotta be honest maybe I would 150 because I don't think my boobs aren't that big where it's gonna be yeah. like whoa, I've seen Hannah Dickinson. I'm not wowing anybody. Yeah, it'd be like, oh, I saw her nipples. Like, it wouldn't be like, nipples. I also, like, don't have good boobs. So it would be kind of a problem because I do think, and I am in the roast community, I feel like I would get made fun of. (laughs) More so than, like, oh, that was cool. I think more people would be like, what happened to your body? I would also have to make sure they were plucked pretty, pretty significant. Cause I actually I sugar bear hair mm-hmm. and I started to get hair on my nipples. Mm-hmm. I have some too, like male hair. It's like dark hair. It comes out of my boobs. Sugar bear specifically. You know what? I don't know. I'm blaming sugar bear hair here, but it could have been, it could just What's sugar bear, you know, those little things that Kylie Jenner, I don't know. I, I have a two. I don't take sugar bears. So I think it's just a getting older thing. You know how sometimes the hair comes down through your chin? Mm-hmm. I think they come out your nipples too. How to be in a human, you know? Yeah. It's like getting my butthole waxed. I just exactly. want where I can laser my whole body. Yeah. I just want from the neck down. I want you yeah. to be like a Samoan. Yeah, yeah. Why are we still shaving? Like what is going on here? Because laser is expensive and yeah. it's also so painful. It depends on where, but it's really not that bad. We had a whole, I was with a ton of girls this weekend and we all had that conversation. I mean, it doesn't feel great. It is a laser. Like you are burning your skin. Yeah. But 
putting on a bathing suit and not giving a fuck about anything was a really yeah. change of pace. So my roommate got her neck down for laser mm-hmm. removal. Um, on our last treatment, her arms had third degree burns and she went to an expensive place. Yeah. This is not a group. Oh on. my gosh. And she had been to her like 10 times and it was the last treatment that she got third degree burns. And I was like, can you sue? And she's like, at this point, this woman's my friend. So she felt bad suing, but also the amount you basically sign your life away. Yeah, so they right. can laser you to fucking Austin Powers death and right. you can't sue because you sign your you sign your fucking thing. Yeah. And Counterpoint, if you're getting third degree burns, you know that hair's not growing back. <laughs> Imagine if it did. That sounds horrifying. I feel like I would react that way too. Cause like the one time I got my vag waxed, like I just got bumps everywhere. Very sensitive Irish skin. Mm. And I think if I got lasered, it would turn really bad. Was it soft wax? I have no idea. You got to go to European Wax Center. I think I went there. I think I went there. Yeah. I've tried to wax myself before. Never do that. No, I will never. Not do that. What was that like? um, I mean, you regret it immediately. And then you realize that you've only done like part of a section. Mm -hmm. You're like, never again. So after that, I'm like, I would rather shave this. And then finally, when... I could get it lasered. I'm like, this has got to go. The one time I did it, I asked for like all of it off. I, are you supposed to do that? Are you not supposed to do that? I mean, whatever Andrew prefers. Yeah. It was pre-Andrew, but I got it. And she like didn't take it off all, all off because she said I didn't have a good shape for a full Brazilian. She was like, your vagina needs some hair. Yes. She literally said, does not look good with, uh, with bear. So I leave some on. Rude. <laughs> charge you the full amount because they're like okay that's it was fine. literally like a strip like a hitler mustache it was she left a hitler mustache on and she that's why like, i was like i'm not the landing strip she said that she said to for contrast between shape for and contrast. you just body shamed me and i wanted to have a full fucking brazilian bitch because landing strip is like a choice you know and also it's more expensive to have it all off so she chose to get less money Yes. For you. For, for you. me, for my sake. She's like, I will lose some money because that's how bad this girl needs hair on her books. Right. And I do think I do have more of like an apple shape. So I kind of see what she's saying. But also like, who's ever looking at like a full naked person? It's all for bathing suit purposes. And just so the guy can have his fingers feel good when he's down there. Because guys love touching a whole vag. They're like, I have your whole vagina in my hand when, when you have a Brazilian. And they hold you, you and then they like raise you in the air like a bowling ball. Yeah, like an ice skater. <laughs> like a bowling ball. Yeah, they lift you up. Well, I have to get my butthole wax. I don't know if this is too uh whatever. I have to get my whole butthole wax because um, you know, when you are having sex from behind, my mm-hmm. biggest fear is having a hairy asshole. Yeah. Yes. And I saw a TikTok once where a guy was like, yes, we are looking at your asshole when we do it from behind. And I haven't actually done it from behind since I saw that TikTok. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't watch that. I, I have a hairy butt. Too. I have a freckle above my butthole. Oh. And so my first boyfriend was like, this is disgusting. And I was like, what? And he, this is might be too much information. No. But he basically accused me of not being clean. And I was like, I like cried. I was like trying to... um explain well i didn't know because i yeah. never looked at my butthole so i no. did a mirror to my butthole and i was like that's a freckle is it above the crack or is it like in the crack it's like above the crack like where the back turns into don't the- you think he could have and said oh that's a that's a freckle. Well, i don't think he was gonna smudge it with his finger i don't think that was his first i think he was like i would have well now i feel like every time i sleep with a guy and he tries i have to be like hey just let you know i do have a freckle right 
<laughs> and they get it tattooed at this point. Just put like yeah. a star there or something. Make it a, into a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also have a small dollar sign on my lower butt cheek. So I have to be like, okay. hey, just let you know before we get There's some stuff <laughs> happening. Yes. Yeah, I do have a palette back there, but it <laughs> yes. is a circle and a small dollar sign. It isn't what you think. Content warning. I would never look at something that's a perfect circle of a dot and say, oh, that's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was so, I think that's what broke me and my boyfriend up. I was like, I can't even date you. This is too embarrassing. Yeah. Isn't it crazy how like your first boyfriend and your teenage years can totally ruin your self-esteem for years to come? Yeah. Love that. You can only hope that you ruin theirs in a tiny way too, that you mm-hmm. just don't know about. Cause like, I don't think anyone I've ever dated was a horrible person that would do mm-hmm. something like that intentionally. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do it to be mean. He no. did. But it's high school guys. You can't really hold a grudge because they're high school guys. You can't blame anything on a 16 year old. This was college. (laughs) Oh, it's college. But still. Even then, guys up until age 30, they're bad people. They're babies. Yeah. If a guy's like, let's go from behind, I'm like, either it needs to be lights out. Mm -hmm. Lights out. I have to be like, let's have a conversation. I do have a friend. Yeah. I'll do lights out. Lights out. Um, Because I also just think doggy style is so animalistic. I like can't. And it's so dramatic. You're just like, yeah. When I'm like lying on my back, I'm just like, hey, what's up? Looks like you're having fun. But like the doggy style thing, you have to be like, arch your back and be like, yeah. It just feels like (laughs) not my style at all. So I prefer lights off because it's so... I just don't like the idea of having your butthole so exposed. Yeah, no, totally. So much like, can you imagine if a guy, if you had to look at a guy's butthole? No. It's disgusting. Horrifying. There's just so much pressure. Mm-hmm. But when I'm on my back, I'm like, do I have a double chin? Do I have a double chin? Yeah. But when I'm leaning forward, I'm literally in the prayer position. Just like, please, God, <laughs> please. have my butthole be very clean right now. Let my freckle be gone. I beg yeah. of you. You will never catch me on top, though. That's the one. I'll do that for like a second. Really? Mm-hmm. Just because you're worried about the angle, or you're just not loving it. I just don't. I'm not good at it. I don't know how people do it. Yeah, I a prefer because that's the only way I can really uh, come. Is this such a? This is such a. We've taken the time. I know. What is this? Call her daddy? What's going on here? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. I, I usually don't talk this intimately about my. <laughs> I know I haven't, I haven't seen Hannah in, since 2019. I'm like, so my asshole. <laughs> now you know, you know more about my asshole than you do. Yes, totally. But yeah, the top thing. I don't know. I'm just lazy about. I'm on Lexapro, so it's. I'm totally indifferent about it too. And when you live with someone for a year, you're like, I guess we'll. I'll clock you in, and I'm, I'll just blow you. I'm really into blowjobs. I'll just blow him, and then he's happy for like six. You're days. really into blowjobs. It's like just a- because it's like. It's yeah. easier. It's easier because you don't have a deviated septum then. Right. I'm a mouth breather. I have a jaw no. right now and it's just No, my my I'm like, oh, you know, he loves it too. So Congratulations. Very easy when you when you when I can't get this sex drive going. I feel like I need a snorkel in my mouth if I'm giving a blowjob. I just can't. Yeah. I feel like I have a snorkel in my mouth when I'm giving a blowjob. <laughs> And then I know I'm running out of air. I'm like the panic sets in. I'm just not, I'm not into it. But I need my, an oxygen tank. <laughs> an oxygen tank for sure. Mine's just like a means to an end. I'm like, if I do this, I can use the car tomorrow. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so that's more, I'm like a goal oriented. Aruba, 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 Aruba. Another trip, Cancun. <laughs> yeah, we have to go to my parents for Thanksgiving. I better start. Yes. No, I'm, I'm thinking ahead. I'm like, okay, holidays are coming up. When's my birthday? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Are you going to get engaged this year? I guess it depends on how many. No, not. I don't want to get engaged 
Stuart and I talk about this all the time. We don't want to get engaged to like, we're going to have kids. So I don't want to, I also don't feel like planning a wedding. I'm very much like get engaged wedding a year later. And I do not feel like planning a wedding until my finances are in order. And I also want to have like a popping off wedding that like, I want to invite like everyone to, and I can't do that right now. Yeah, that's fair. I just like to make it clear when I like to be invited to weddings. You guys will be there. I'm going to have every person whose podcast I've ever been on. I'm going to have, that's the podcast table. (laughs) Table 16 in the back. Yeah. You know, what's funny. I always feel like uh, I'm the last to be invited to weddings because Mm -hmm. I get my invitation like slightly later and I'm always by the corner. One time my friend invited me to her wedding and it was in a barn, the reception. And most of the tables were inside the barn, but my table and a few other tables were outside the barn. Mm -hmm. So we didn't get access to the speeches. We didn't know when anything was happening. I was like, I'm literally not here. (laughs) I'm literally like, I might as well be across the street. I can't even. I've been in those situations before too. And you're like, why the fuck did I come all the way back to Buffalo to be the last one up at the buffet to be the least noticed person? You know, I think what's even more embarrassing than that is at the table. That's not even full. I've been at tables with six empty chairs multiple times. And I'm like, oh, I'm the scraps of this fucking wedding. I went to a wedding and they accidentally numbered the plates. Yeah. So like my C number was 101. There were about a hundred people there. Oh my gosh. You were the one extra Mm -hmm. that they probably said, I don't want like Hannah, how close are you with her? And she's like, no, like she should be there. She doesn't have to get a plus one. She definitely doesn't have a boyfriend or anything. She probably won't even come. She probably won't even come. And then she came. I I'm like, oh, open bar. I know. I say yes to all of them. I'm like, I'll be there. Are your friends getting married and having kids? My friends from high school are kind of a shit show, but I have a couple friends from college. So I, so you're talking about you're at the crowded table or like the last table at the wedding. What's happened to me like literally three times over the past years, I will get told I'm invited to a wedding and then I'm not invited. And this has happened to me like four fucking times. And I think it's about to happen to me because a girl messaged me for my address and then she messaged me a month ago and I have not get, gotten the invite yet. Is your mail getting lost? Um, I want to say no, cause that would be crazy, right? For just the wedding invitation. Yeah, just still seem to keep showing up. Everything else is coming. My fucking text info is coming in, and my speeding tickets are coming in. But the and I don't know if I should message her and be like, "Hey, didn't get it," because you know. You think they make cuts because of COVID, and you just don't make that COVID cut? I know that the one wedding he ended up making it smaller, so I didn't get invited. But then two people from college, I didn't find out I wasn't, wasn't invited to like the day of their wedding. That's and all the photos were, I was like, what the fuck? I guess I didn't. On the reverse, if you were getting married tomorrow, would you invite them to yours? No. Well, not now. Cause I unfollowed them on Instagram. Motherfucker. <laughs> you were that, it cut that deep. Well, no, I found out they unfollowed me. Do you ever like falling asleep and you're like, let me see who doesn't follow me anymore. And uh, I did a deep cleanse recently. I found out a lot of people actually unfollowed me over the past couple of years. Oh, really? I don't do that because I just get so um, butthurt. It's like kind of my way of my version of cutting is like late at night, like looking at who stopped following me and like looking at the comments of like YouTube videos and stuff like that. Like that sickening feeling in your stomach of like, oh, shit, what are they saying about me? Someone at work unfollowed me and it like Mm -hmm. really, really bothered me. Yeah. And then I found out it was an accident, (laughs) but I was like upset about it. No, I get upset too. I was, I was getting riled the fuck up when I found out about these people. Yeah. So now I just don't look, but if I don't yeah. want to follow someone, I just don't follow them. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just go with that. 
I'm done with the looking, but for a time during quarantine, I had some late nights of, you know, checking out who did the follow back and unfollow. No, I get, I get it. Cause I've done it too, but I would just yeah. get so fucking upset. I had to. Yeah. I literally was like, wanted to call them out. These two people from college who got married. You think and they're jealous of your career. I don't know. It's weird because like, it's weird to unfollow someone from college who you were friends with in college who is now like a content creator. I'm like, oh, you unfollowed me. It's not like she un- they unfollowed me because like, oh, we don't know her anymore. And like, she just posts personal stuff. Like I post like comedy stuff. So it felt like even more personal than if they just unfollowed me. Cause they, that's, they didn't want to even support your dreams. Yeah. Like yeah I had to give you the courtesy of a mute, like, Hey, I'll let her not think- even a mute. It was like a clear, and I have like 70,000 followers. So it was like, that was like very, it was okay, like more listen guys, you guys already know I'm climbing hard. But it felt more of like a punch because I was like, I was like, I'm posting like stuff. And you guys are like, mm, we're done with her rather than like just a rando who you kind of fell out of touch with. Yeah, Maybe I'm too sensitive. No, I, I would be upset, too. But I think it's probably a jealousy thing. Right. Yeah, I think they're super weird. They're super weird. Like a few months before her their wedding, he was like, I don't know. She's just really like weird and gets moody. And I'm like, OK, I, I can't deal with people who like don't realize that they're not a good fit. And yet they just try to keep forward and they try to just like get Her married on a time. Said they're moody. She's moody. Yeah. When they were like fiance at the time, he was like, I don't when know. They got married. Just, yeah. See, I hear that too about people and then they get married, but then people are like, can you believe the divorce rate's 50%? I'm like, I can't believe it's only 50%. I can't believe it's only 50% because the number of couples I know who literally hate each other and yet they continue to get married and have kids is like, people are on this weird traditional timeline where it's like, no one's expecting you to get married anymore. Yeah, no one cares. No yeah. one gives a fuck. Right. I don't know. I think people get so comfortable in their relationships and then they're friends with his family. And yeah, uh, I do think it's a huge comfort thing, which sucks. Huge comfort thing. I mean, I'm friends with Andrew's God, mom. God, has never made me feel comfortable. <laughs> I, <laughs> I only feel uncomfortable around men. So I would never have a problem breaking up with someone but I think people get really comfortable and they're like oh, if I leave him I gotta break the lease and blah 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 that's true but it's like it's weird too because people I know who that's happened to they're like smart people otherwise yeah it's really weird but I get the fear I have some panic I like wake up and I'm like <gasps> I'm alone I um, also think there's a huge fear I had a huge fear instilled in me when the time before kind of like, you know, like 38 kind of like the closing point for baby time, maybe 37. And then after that, it's like, all right, we're entering kind of unlikely territory. And I think once I turned 28, I was in that like single digit realm of like having a kid versus like 10 plus years away. And that's when I started to enter panic mode of like, oh, it's closer than I fucking thought. I do that too. But then I think about how much I've changed since I was 19. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I've changed a lot, a lot. I've changed a lot too. So, and I think if I'm not, if I'm single by the time I'm 33, I'm just going to freeze my eggs and hopefully I'll have enough money to do that. I think even if I'm with Andrew, but I'm not where I need to be financially, I'm going to freeze my eggs. However, I need to be somewhere financially to freeze my eggs. Yes, so $1,000. It's a, such an anti-woman thing that it's so expensive to do that. And the fact that we have to have all our shit together to have a kid by like 35. It's yeah. so fucked up. And they wonder why we're insane. Well, I know a girl who's dating this guy. She got back. To, he like made her get back together with him. She was 31 and he ended up dumping her again. And she was like, since you wasted my time, you have to pay to freeze my eggs. Oh, my gosh. He did it. Nice. Girl boss. 
Yeah. So how much is it actually? Fifteen thousand dollars? I think it's fifteen. Yeah. And then is there a fee every year to keep them frozen? Make it happen? You know, I haven't looked this far into it, Maddie. I'm not that sad yet. All right, don't give up on yeah. other place. <laughs> need to look into it because I'm like, especially with COVID, my timeline got shifted a little bit. Exactly. I feel like I lost two years of my life. I'm like, this is me okay. too. Pre-COVID, I was like, okay, by 32, I think I'll be owning a house and like inseminated with his cum. And now I'm like pushing 35 plus. And you know, there's women out there posting about their miscarriages and IVF. And I'm like, fuck. Yeah, exactly. Can't win. I'm like half and half on the kid thing, actually. But I also think that's like a defense mechanism for in case it doesn't, if I don't reach my shit in time, then I can be like, well, I kind of didn't want them anyway. Yeah, I feel that way. I'm like, maybe not, (laughs) maybe not. Yeah, I could travel. (laughs) No, well, I've been on an airplane a lot recently and I'm like, every time a kid screams, I'm like, I guess I don't have to have children. I'm the same way. Every time I see a kid screaming, like I was in the airport and a woman had two kids wailing in unison, like screaming. And I was like, I'm just going to get like a 10 year IUD and call it a day. Yeah. Be an aunt. Mm -hmm. You can just- Dog mom. Exactly. I want to get a dog. The a dog. I'm gonna get a dog first and see mm-hmm. how I do with the dog. And yeah. if that doesn't die because of me, yeah, then I will get a child. I think that's good. Um, all of my plants have died, so I do think a dog would die under my watch. But I kind of want to get a cat. I like cats, but um, I hooked up with a guy who had a cat in his litter box. Every mm-hmm. time the cat took a shit, mm-hmm. the apartment smelled so. He lived in a studio, and I was just like, I. Yeah. No. we had to like stop seeing each other i was like first of yeah. all commute is too far and your apartment smells like shit yeah that is horrifying litter boxes in the city it's a huge problem because on top of the shit smell you step on that litter and it's all over the apartment it's everywhere mm-hmm. yeah. yeah but maybe a kid maybe a kid maybe kids, yeah, maybe a- kids don't leave shit anywhere That's dude what- yeah and then i think about like changing a diaper and i'm like i literally could never i know but that's why you have a husband yeah, or assistant. Um, mm-hmm. assist, that's why I'm like, when we talk about like, we need to be in a good place to have a baby. I mean, like, I need to be like Amy Schumer. I need like a, a rooftop and, or what? Or like four nannies where you're just like, you do that. Four nannies. I need to be literally J-Lo and A-Rod. I need to not know what level of reading comprehension my kids are because I'm so busy. I want yeah, like, I need to them. not even know their birthday. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Or like Kristen Bell was just talking about how often she doesn't wash her kids. And I'm like, you don't even, you're not the one who does that to begin with. So don't even go on record about the bathing style of your children. Yeah. You don't care that your kids smell because you don't hang out with your kids. Yes. You don't hang out with them. Someone else does. Multiple people do. Yeah, exactly. But um, I've been watching the Paris Hilton cooking show. Oh yeah. I heard it's good. Is it funny? It's a pretty bland show. I think they're yeah. 20 minutes because she tries to interview these celebrities while she's doing it but she clearly isn't that close with them or isn't that good of friends with them and she's so, not that like open either yeah I feel like no one is close with Paris she doesn't no. let anyone in she also wears these gloves that mm-hmm. cover her hands mm-hmm. and I was watching with my friend and she's like do you think she covers her hands to sh- to block her age mm. because, you know she's clearly had so much plastic surgery done to her face right. you can't really hide the age in your hands yeah that's the number one thing and Kim, at one point, while they were eating, as they were making food and they were eating the food they made, she was like, for someone who partied as hard as you did, you look so good. Yeah. And I'm like, it's because you can't see your hands. It's yes. like it's like the witches where they cover their hands. 
the show it's that the number one thing did you guys watch younger um i did watch younger yes yeah. so there was one scene where there's like a drunk old lady she's like super drunk and she found out that sutton foster but she low-key was like untip for you honey hide your hands we can all see how old you are it's true but it's true it's yeah, spot on moisturize your fucking hands moisturize I, I saw a girl on tiktok sorry i keep bringing up tiktok but it's what i do all day she she drives when she drives she wears gloves because that's the number one place where you get some damage on your hands so she wears gloves i personally don't really care about my hands aging like whatever but yeah but yeah why i brought i guess parasol up is because she was like a problem child she was yes but got her shit together but mm-hmm. then i was like doesn't she have brothers and i looked up her youngest brother who no one ever hears about right i forgot that they have brothers yeah because yeah. they're drug addicts yes she's uh, like what n- not the worst in the family no mm. she was like a drug addict but she was like knew how to handle it yeah she's like a socialite drug addict classy um, drug addict yeah exactly conrad hilton is I believe he's 28 years old and he went to prison this year because he violated his probation and was doing drugs and he yelled at this flight attendant like who cares you're gonna sue me and my dad's gonna pay it off anyway like who fucking cares you would never it's true I wouldn't be rich I don't want to be that rich so you I want to be rich enough where I have help with kids but I don't want to be so rich that my kids like yelling at a flight attendant um no you have to kind of raise them how like Bill Gates did he was like my kids trust funds only going to be a hundred thousand dollars exactly you have to humble them well I went to college with Sam Ballmer Steve Ballmer's son I don't know who that is I'm stupid like the CEO of Microsoft so he's like Bill Gates oh yeah 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 and everyone be like, Sam, why do you wear the same pair of Terry Claw shorts? Anyway, but he was like really down to earth kid. Because yeah, I think that's the way to go. You make them get a little job. Even if you live in the Hamptons, you make them lifeguard. Mm-hmm. But I think what something. it is, is second generation wealth is the problem, kids. Yeah, because mm-hmm. it's like the older Hiltons that, you know, they ran the hotel yeah. expanded. But yeah. when you're the grandchildren and like you have billions of yeah. dollars, your kids don't have to do anything. It's the old money kids that are fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, well, I know you only have a little bit more time, so I wanted to show my crazy bitch of the week, which, speaking of um, rich kids, this happened on a, did you see what happened on a Frontier flight? I did see it. Was he a rich kid? Well, he said he was a rich kid, but he was in coach on Frontier. So this drunk guy was yelling at the frontier flight attendant being like, my parents are worth $2 million. (laughs) No. Okay. First of all, $2 million is not that much money. Exactly. But it bleeped out and then said 2 million. I'm like, but also he's flying frontier. I was going to say, yes, I have never even considered frontier spirit, not to brag, but that's like no one even, that doesn't even come up in the Google search. Yeah. I take JetBlue basic where I have to wait until all seats are (laughs) right signed but i don't take frontier so for this guy to be yelling my parents are worth two million dollars is first of all just hilarious they had to duct tape a duct tape which for me was like oh shouldn't airlines have like a better way to cuff people down like shouldn't they have thought of this ahead of time Again, this is frontier it's frontier so yeah totally they have cuffs so duct tape is do. yes here yes. does not <laughs> yes but this guy in a literal, I think, trucker hat was like, my parents are worth $2 million because he tried to touch 
the flight attendant rest a couple times i think insane absolutely insane my that's like i have dreams that about that i'm this person i have actually frequent dreams that i'm having a public outburst and everyone is everyone hates me that's like your version of not wearing pants to something it is actually and then in my head i'm like fuck i fucked it up with all these people i will have like dreams every night that i'm having like a public outburst and everyone's like seriously maddie you need to chill but then you did have one at Zany's. Right. Yes, but that was mild. That was like not an irrational, like, everyone shut the fuck up and stop fucking. I, I was just fucking with you. I didn't actually. <laughs> no, 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 totally. No, I know. I'm like, but it wasn't weird like him. But I have <laughs> dreams of like, I'm surrounded by people and I'm like, shut up. You shut up and shut the fuck up. It's really weird. I have dreams sometimes where I'm on stage and I'm bombing and yeah. I like a Kramer moment, not where I say the N word, but I'm freaking out and I'm yes. like yelling at everyone. Like you guys are not funny. I'm funny. And I had, yeah. those are bad dreams that I have. I've had that too. I've had those too. I've also had dreams where the audience starts big. And then as I start doing my jokes, they walk away until I'm performing for one person. Oh, I've yeah. had that happen. I've had that happen. So. Yeah. That's it's just true. <laughs> but to, I guess back to this frontier guy. Yeah. Um, I wonder what his parents said when they saw the footage. Like, why would you say we have $2 million? First of all, we don't. Yeah. First of all, we don't. We're actually $2 million in debt. Yeah, I always wonder, like, where are these people's parents when this happens? And and the fam- I always think about, like, the other day I was thinking about, like, the family members of Amy Cooper, the birdwatching lady and the, the, with yeah, the who yeah. called the cops. Like, is her fan, like, is her, like, is her cousins, do her cousins say, like, hey, my cousin's Amy Cooper, you know, like what's the next step for all these people? Their cousins are probably like, yeah, that guy's, our cousin's an asshole. Yeah. He's an asshole and we're not going to talk to him if he shows up at the weddings. Yeah, yeah cause usually yeah. when a guy is caught like that on tape, you're not like, whoa, I, I, they didn't catch this person on a bad day. Yeah, this wasn't like out of character. It was just, he got caught. Yeah, for the most part, it's, for the most part, these people, it's just like, they got caught. Any sort of like Karen video or even just like that bagel boss guy who was like five feet tall and was freaking out in Long Island, the Long Island bagel place. Yeah, uh, exactly. He's and he's just like an ass. But also I had, I was at the pool when I was in Los Angeles last time I was there and this guy came up to me and he was like, you got that good pussy. Oh my gosh. And I was like, actually, I don't. Um, yeah. I Not today. Two. Yeah. Well, I was like, I have type two herpes. So I, I oh my gosh. And he like just kept being like, I want to take you up to, and I was like, I actually have a boyfriend. Thank you. I was with my yeah. friend and uh, I was getting really upset because yeah. no one was helping us. And I was like looking around the pool and instead of anyone helping me, they were filming this whole interaction. Oh my gosh. And so I was about to lose it on this guy. Yeah. But then I realized people were filming and I was like a white woman about yeah. yell- yelling at a black guy. Yeah. But I caught that at the end and cut it. Right. Being like, get away from me. That Lit- I could have been canceled. So I had to leave the pool because first of all, no one would help me. And they were just filming. And this guy was like, what if I just went up to your room and fucked you really quick before you're, Oh my gosh. And we were trying to be polite. Or even aside from cameras, just how they might react if you have a strong voice. Cause I've been kind of like mildly verbally attacked on the subway platform. And I'm like, if I yell back you're gonna push me in the tracks yeah that's true obviously if the guy pushed you in the pool it's not that big of a deal but who knows if he's like oh you're gonna get smart with me bitch and then yeah it's always would... better to stay like calm yeah but anyway yes. the point of like this guy yelling it's like this definitely yeah. was the first time no yeah 
He hasn't said the $2 billion things <laughs> multiple times. You can even buy a one bedroom in New York City <laughs> for $2 million. Oh, a- one bedroom in, in motherfucking Clinton Hill. <laughs> Not even Manhattan. We're talking Brooklyn. Yeah. Um, pretty pathetic. Okay. Last thing before you go, what okay. is one secret you don't want your mom to know? Oh, one secret I don't want my mom to know. I am in therapy and speak of my family often you talk about your parents in therapy i'm so boring what's one thing you guys don't want your mom to know um i probably wouldn't want my mom to know that i'm so worried about my butthole the butthole thing i probably want my mom to know that i've men have had sex with me while i'm blackout yeah yeah i feel like she wouldn't be a fan of that yeah that's like a little dark for most parents in general you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, ha- I haven't even begun to think about that time in my life yet. Yeah, maybe that's I, yeah, maybe that's something to bring to your next therapy. But... I low-key just dropped a sexual assault at the end of your pod. I'm like, you know what? I don't want people to know. Let's get their names and dox the shit. Let's dox them. Dude, honestly, you know, like I'm the type of blackout drunk where like men can't tell. And it's like, obviously a grown man could, but in college it was like everyone was all over the place and... I would just like go into a blackout for like 12 hours at a time. So I forgive them, but. <laughs> um, what a good note to leave on. Say, yeah. Uh, sorry about that guys. I think I went too dark. I think I went too dark. Never, never too dark on uh, this podcast. Do you want to plug your handles, anything you're doing? Yes. You followers. So I know we can't get you a lot, Maddie, but. Uh, uh, yeah. You guys know if you want to bring it up to 80 K, that'd be cool. Um, so Maddie Smith on Instagram and TikTok. If you want to see me and Hannah on TikTok. We're both crushing it. And then my podcast, That Time of the Week. Hell yeah.